up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Lion's Den podcast. It's been months since we posted on any platform, really, since we uploaded any type of podcast or video. And we've just been super, super, super busy, uh, you know, with everything going on with COVID, all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, things have been going crazy. But long story short, we ended up moving to Utah for the next year. We just got here about a week ago. And, you know, we ended up buying a little new build out here. Uh, we're going to live in it for a year, rent it out when we leave, make a little bit of cash flow, make some money. Uh, but we're here for the next year. Studio's all set up, so we're good to go. We're going to be posting podcasts two to four times a week. Uh, two weeks, two two times a week for sure. And I have an idea to maybe post four times a week. It's going to be a really busy year for me. Uh, but I do this so I can help, you know, you guys take something out of this, you know. I like doing it. It's fun. I like doing it. But anyway, today's podcast is going to be the story or the parable of the pipeline. It's a Pablo and Bruno story by Burke Hedges, and it teaches us valuable lessons in our chase towards income. So I'm just going to read this story here I found on the internet. And I I read this a while back, um, and I watched a ton of YouTube videos probably like five years ago about this story because it really resonated with me. And today I want to share that with you guys. So the story starts out with two men, Pablo and Bruno, who are situated in a small village. This small village, there's a water spring at the top of the mountain, and, a, and the small village is located at the bottom. The villagers need water, so they can. So they asked Pablo and Bruno to carry buckets of water from the top of the mountain to the bottom. So each day, Pablo and Bruno would haul buckets of water from the top of the mountain to the bottom. They would earn a good wage, and life was great. Bruno was happy because he found that with the money he earned, he could save up and buy a cow and afford the dream house he always wanted. On the other hand, Pablo wasn't satisfied, for his body was getting weak and he knew that he couldn't do this for the rest of his life. One day, Pablo had an idea to build a pipeline that directly connected the spring to the bottom of the village. He drew up the plan and realized it would take a lot of work and time on the side. He showed this to Bruno and to help him build it, but Bruno wasn't interested and wanted to continue carrying buckets of water so he can earn money now and reach his goals quicker. So Pablo decided to build the pipeline on his own. He worked during the day and at night in digging rocks, building the pipeline. In the first month, he had little to show for it, and many villagers ridiculed him and called him Pablo the Pipeline Man. Meanwhile, Bruno was earning more money, and he would go to the bar at the end of the day. Months later, Pablo completed the pipeline and immediately started earning income from it, without him working every day. And basically the moral of the story is that we tend to trade time for money. We mistakenly focus on the money in the present moment, but ignore what could happen in the future. And I just got this from a website called uh, Uber. Oh, you be relentless. <laughs> I was looking at the top of it where it says you be relentless.com. I thought it was one word. Uh, but this story is by Burke Hedges, like I said. And what I take from it personally is that we tend to, like it said in that article, trade our time for money. You know, we see the the short-term goals rather than the long-term goals. And that's something really, really important that we have to really focus on in our daily lives. Because if you think about it right now, are you a bucket man or are you a pipeline man? Or woman or whatever. And the reason I ask is because every day I see this happening we 
either go to college we don't go to college we go to trade school we do whatever we we do whatever we want after high school right we go directly into a job let's say we start making forty thousand dollars which is pretty typical i would say for someone who's coming out of college forty to fifty thousand and from this what happens you know we start making money we get comfortable in that job eventually we start getting sick of that job and then someone gives us a bigger bucket you know someone gives us a two to three dollar raise then what happens you get happy again you start working 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 start getting sick of it boom another little raise and it's just a continuous cycle to keep us stuck right because we're really not building any sort of pipeline any sort of income stream we're still trading our time for money and instead of focusing on how we can make more money now and how we can basically work to make more money physically we need to start setting up a pipeline and it's going to take a lot of work don't get me wrong it's going to take probably more work than you know working a nine to five job but the end result is going to be way way better and this story has me thinking of a lot of those huge tech companies and even amazon and things like that probably at their start you know i I always see these pictures on instagram that it shows where these companies started out and one of the pictures was like a garage or something and it had like a paper banner that said amazon the next one was google was at someone's basement or something like that it was just really really very humble areas and these guys who started this company were knew that they were building a pipeline they knew that they were doing something bigger than just working a nine to five and sometimes we tend to try to rush things as well uh, I think Ben Baller said this in one of his podcasts, um, the Ben Baller podcast, or Behind the Baller podcast. Um, he was talking about people in this day and age are living in the microwave era. They want instant results. You know, let's. He talks. About, he talks about food basically, and this analogy makes a lot of sense. Is when you have like a good piece of food. Let's say you have a piece of steak or something, right? and you stick it in the microwave and you expect good results, the food's going to be cooked, but it's going to be tough. You know, it's not going to be good piece of steak. It's going to taste bad. It's going to be flavorless. It's not going to have the right consistency. But, you know, you cooked it. So get your results. Whereas if you slow cook it, you know, take your time, marinate it, put it on a grill for a while, uh, you know, do all this kind of stuff, all this prep work to it as well. The result is going to be 10 times better. And I think that really... Uh, applies to today's lifestyle you know especially with the two-day shipping and the instant access we have to shows no commercials you know with netflix and all that kind of stuff it's really easy to want instant results we're getting used to it but when it comes to success sometimes the slow way is the way that's going to have the better result right the long-term way Uh, because if you try taking shortcuts and you you know, try doing a bunch of stuff like that. The result's not going to be there. You're going to end up failing in a bad way rather than failing in a good way, if that makes sense. Because we all know that failure is a good thing. You know, we learn from failure. We see it as lessons rather than, you know, something to hold us back. But, you know, you can prevent some of these failures by taking it the slow way, taking it the, the correct way, right? And there are some things you can cut, you know, time on and things like that. If we're talking about... Uh, you know how the Japanese use Kazon and all that kind of stuff and you know the two second lean 
all this kind of stuff. If you guys want to learn more about that, it's basically a work lifestyle, I guess, that cuts time. So instead of having to walk to the printer and do something like that, you have a printer at your desk. That way you don't waste that 10 or 20 seconds getting that paper. And that time adds up. So eventually throughout the week, you'll save hundreds of hours. Anyway, so we need to start focusing on building a pipeline rather than getting bigger buckets and staying where we're at and physically going up the mountain and coming down the mountain for something that's not going to give us a great result. And as I was listening to this pipeline analogy as well, I kind of had the thought, you know, what happened to Bruno? Because Pablo was the pipeline guy. And once he finished the pipeline, obviously he was making a steady income stream 24-7 without having to work. But Bruno was relying on himself, was relying on his strength and his power, his abilities to make that money. And once that pipeline got up, what happened to him? He ended up losing his house probably. Or he ended up finding another job that maybe paid just as well, maybe not. It was just a stressful time for him, I bet. And especially in today's day and age, we really, really, really need to focus on building ourselves a pipeline because we're way past the industrial age. You know, people back in the day, let's say 50 years ago, focused on working in factories. That was probably the number one job out there. You know, hand building things. Whereas now we have machines that make all this stuff 10 times better, 10 times faster, 10 times more efficient. And it's only getting more technologically advanced. So a lot of these labor jobs, they're going to be gone, honestly, in the next 10 years, easily. Uh, there's a few things that might stay here and there. But honestly, if you're not moving on to the technological age and you're stuck in the industrial age, something is not right. And of course, there's always going to be room for, you know, some labor stuff that can't be done with machines like wiring a house or, you know, building a, building stuff like that. But I'm talking about like industrial stuff, building parts and labor, even truck drivers. I heard uh, Tesla's making their own truck fleet that's self-driving. It's just a bunch of stuff that's happening nowadays. And if we don't have that pipeline, that's going to make us that income stream and kind of be that safety income that we need you know uh, if something does go down because you can stay at your job that's fine if you like your job if you like your nine to five that's perfectly fine but imagine having that plus a little income stream on the side a little pipeline on the side that's making you thousand bucks a week or something or a month i would say you know just twenty thousand a year something like that which isn't hard to do honestly if you really really want to build something it's not that hard to do um for example, the easiest pipeline I can think of is, uh, and when I say pipeline, of course, I mean cash flow. It's the same wording. It's the same word with different, same meaning, different word. There we go. Uh, but basically cash flow. And the easiest way to do that is with uh, real estate. I think that's the number one way people do it. Uh, number one easiest way, but also kind of the hardest way because you need to know how to do it right without getting into a ton of bad debt because there's good debt and bad debt. Um, but let's say you buy a duplex, triplex, or fourplex. Single property homes, I wouldn't recommend to a beginner. Um, and the reason why is because the tenant vacancy occupancy. 
So if you have a single family home and your tenant leaves for some reason and now you're stuck with no tenant for one to two months, you're paying that, you know, $1,200 a month out of your pocket. So you lose $2,400 right there, which could easily be about half, if not the full amount of cash flow that your property would produce. Uh, so it's a little tougher. And I'll explain what I did here in Cedar City because we bought a single family home, but we're going to do it a different way rather than just renting it to a single family. And I'll explain that in a bit. But basically, if you're a beginner at real estate, easiest thing to do would be to buy a duplex property. Um, and if you're young and you say, oh, I can't afford, you know, a house or anything like that. Uh, there's a ton of ways that you can afford a house. Let's say you're looking at a fourplex property. That's a four unit property. And I'll just give you the numbers in Arizona because I've been looking at this market for the past five or six years. Uh, a fourplex right now in this time would probably run you anywhere from $350 to $450 for a decent one. Let's say $350. Let's say $400 to keep numbers even. So $400 grand, right? Now you're thinking probably, wow, that's a ton of money. I can't afford that. How am I ever going to make that if I'm not even working, making a ton of money right now? Because you're young, right? You're starting off life. There's a secret that a lot of people don't talk about, but a lot of people know about in the industry. It's called house hacking, where basically you're going to live in one of the units of the fourplex and rent out the other three. And when you're talking to a mortgage broker, they take that into account. Okay. They take the occupancy rate, which is about 33% or something like that. And they divide your property's income by that, then they take one unit out because you're going to be staying in it. So you're basically going to be renting out two units, right? Because one of them is going to be occupied, one of them is going to be vacant, and the other two are going to be rented out. So they take the income from those two units and add it to your personal income. Now, let's say you can rent out each room for about 800 bucks. 800 times two is 1600, 1600 times what, 12 to make that a yearly thing. Let me get out my calculator real quick is about 20 grand now add 20 grand to your current income right now and you know it adds up so instead of not being able to afford that you're going to be qualified qualified for a lot more because there's going to be an extra 20 grand potential coming into your bank uh which is good i think probably like what four years ago i started looking for properties um, and I was making, I would say, 17 an hour at that time as an electrician. And I got pre-qualified for about 270, I want to say. Uh, and 17 an hour, let's see, times 4, right? No, 17 times 40 times 4 times 12. I don't even know what I'm doing. 17 an hour, 40 hour week is 680 times 4 times 12. I was only making 32 grand a year. Okay. 32 grand get pre-qualified for 275. Add another 20 grand in there. That probably pre-qualifies you for another easily 120,000 because it's more than half, right? So now you're at the 400,000. Boom. Pre-qualified for 400. You can buy the fourplex. And the good thing about the fourplex is the tenants pay the mortgage. They pay everything. And you basically just collect cash flow. And there's a lot of other things that go with it, but this is probably the easiest way to make any type of cash flow is rental properties. Um, 
And there's a bunch of different ways now with technology and everything. I've seen a ton of videos and been to conferences and stuff like that for dropshipping and affiliate marketing and all this kind of stuff. And it seems like a good little gig, but I'm not really interested in it. But it's something you can do easily. So, of course, with every podcast is a challenge that I'd like to give to you guys. And today's challenge is going to be to evaluate where you're at. Okay? See if you are building a pipeline, if you're buying a bigger bucket, whatever you're doing. Find out what you're doing right now. Really evaluate what you're doing. You know, what's your goals for the next five years? What's your long-term goals? Where do you want to be in 10 years? Do you still want to be where you're at? If so, where do you want to be where you're at? You know, do you want to be in a higher position, in some sort of leadership position? Or, you know, do you have a dream that, you know, one day you might be able to start a successful YouTube, I don't know, channel or something like that? What kind of goals, what kind of steps are you going to set for yourself in order to accomplish that dream? Are you going to release a video a day? Uh, Are you going to release three videos a week? You know, how are you going to make it? And as you're getting started building your pipeline and thinking of ideas of how to build your pipeline and things like that, remember to never get discouraged. Uh, You know, in the story that I read a little earlier in this podcast, uh, the villagers ridiculed Pablo, right? They thought he was dumb for building this pipeline there was no results at the beginning and he didn't let that face him you know eventually he finished the pipeline and he basically showed him wrong right and that's the interesting thing about a vision is if you look think about vision it's another word for sight it's something that you can only see and other people can't see your vision so they don't know what you can see they don't know um you know what the results could be and that's something that's only in your head so instead of letting them prove you wrong prove them wrong by making your vision become a reality so uh you know i thank you for listening to this podcast go ahead and take this challenge for the day evaluate your life look at your next 10 year goals long-term goals figure out where your pipeline is going to be what your pipeline is going to be and how you're going to get there how you're going to build it and You know, I hope you guys are happy. I hope you guys are healthy, staying healthy, uh, washing your hands, doing all this kind of stuff. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Lion's Den Podcast.